0: I'm a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun, I guess.
1: I'm going to a captain suit. The show from now on.
0: I don't like to have point. Well, that's called the hook.
1: I don't like it. What the hook How do you, you get rid of it?
0: Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Alongside Paulie Sebelia, I'm Stephen Fati. It's Orange Nation. We've got you up until 2 o'clock. A few guests lined up for you today. The four-time All-American, Rick Beardsley, coming your way at 1230. We'll talk some lacrosse with Rick, both men and women. The women, uh, number two in the country. That's pretty good. Uh, another... Really good performance yesterday, first unranked team that they faced and uh, took care of Binghamton easily in the Dome. They're now 3-0, and the men 3-1, and uh, back in the top 20. So we'll talk with Rick Beersley about lacrosse at 1230. We've got Alan Griffin, SU assistant coach at 1245 to talk Hughes hoops. And then our good friend Aaron Solomon, head of strategy at Today's Esquire on Today's uh, todaysesquire.com. He will uh, join us later on in the show, 1.30 we'll talk with Aaron. Uh, plus we'll mix in your phone calls throughout, 315 315- Four three seven seventy six forty four. How are things, Pauly?
1: Good. I'm no mathematician, Steve, but or a, a women's lacrosse expert. But I, but if you're the number two team in the country, Steve, there's not many teams better than you. <laughs>
0: that is true that that's is true. pretty good and it this isn't even a case where it's early in the season and you're like well we don't really know how good they are we know how good they are they've already played two top five opponents and they beat them both uh in the second one they beat rather convincingly so uh this SU women's lacrosse team it, it, there's that elusive national title that's out there they've been looking for several years to take the next step maybe this is the year maybe Let's this is so. the year they get it done they've got uh you know you talk about experience mattering and and that you know, we will transition into basketball from here, but um experience matters, especially this day and age with the transfer portal. And the SU women's lacrosse team has experience. They've got a lot of players back, a lot of players who um have starred on the lacrosse field at Syracuse to Meg Carney's and Megan Tyrell and Emma Tyrell and Emma Ward. And uh and I think that in part that's why they're off to a fast start because they've got so much experience back. But they're they're really, really good and uh this might be the year. Might be the year. Let's hope so. Uh,
1: all right. That was my take on women's lacrosse. Thank you. And and Rick Beersley can fill us in. Maybe you'll learn a thing or two from Rick. He will uh update us on whether or not number two is good
0: or not. <laughs> we'll get his expert opinion on that. Well we will get his thoughts on whether or not uh number nineteen is good. And and it that's where sure is. that's where the men are, and it's listen, it's a step in the right direction. Last year did not go well for a variety of reasons. They went four and ten, and uh this team's back in the top twenty. And listen, they gave a top 10 team in Maryland a, a run for its money over the weekend. So we'll get uh, Beardsley's thoughts on lacrosse. Ask the basketball fans if 19's good. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, it's a different sport, but in, in, yeah, in terms of how many teams are good in the country. But yes, uh, being ranked 19, is good. 19 would be very yes, nice. being ranked is important. and it's, You would not even be on the bubble.
1: You'd be in the tournament. Yeah, you'd be you fighting
0: it, for a top four seed. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right, so speaking of basketball, uh, something happened after we left the air yesterday that, that we're going to mention as we, we start the show today, and that is Syracuse basketball has a commitment for the Class of 2023 recruiting class. William Patterson listed as a 7-foot-2-inch two center, 220 pounds, uh, no stars on 24-7. Um, so what do, we, what do we think about this? We need that little fact. Uh, it, was, it was on our rundown, so I, I decided <laughs> to throw it out there. Well, here's the thing. I, I, throw, I throw it out there because because of this reason. So you asked me, you know, what does this say about Jesse? And I don't think it says anything about Jesse. Um, I don't. I think if Jesse's going to leave, he's going to leave. If he's going to stay, he's going to stay. I don't think this signing is an indication that they know Jesse's gone and they're trying to beef up that position. Again, and you you brought it up before the show, and you're, you're right in that – a lot of times it takes big guys longer to transition from high school to college anyway. And a lot of times we will see those guys get redshirted like Peter Carey. And I know Peter Carey had an injury, but he wasn't going to play this year either way. Um, so the the fact that they signed a center to come in, I, I don't think it indicates anything about Jesse um i'm not sure william patterson's going to make an impact next year or the plan is for him to make an impact next year i think you you want to beef up especially that position because you know jesse's going to move on at some point whether it's the end of this year or the end of next year and what do you have behind him you know peter carey unproven monir Hema, we've seen a little bit what he can do um you know d- defensive player doesn't really help you all that much on the offensive end why not bring in some more depth at that position so that's kind of my feeling on whether or not it indicates anything about Jesse. I say no. I, I say this this is not an indication that they know he's gone.
1: Yeah, and I, I think he's a little better than no stars also. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean TCU, TCU is after him, Oklahoma State, Rut- Rutgers. Right. Rutgers yeah. you know, those aren't, right. the, you know.
0: So, yeah. He's 7'2". You can't teach size, as they say.
1: Yeah, and it'll be interesting, you know. it Even if he's here, Peter Carey's here, Moo is here next year. And Jesse leaves, you I, I still think that's a spot you're gonna to have to address in the transfer portal.
0: Yeah, I think you want somebody who's ready made to make an impact. And right. I, I I don't think Peter Carey is. It it doesn't seem like William Patterson is, and Monir Hema, again, while he's impactful on defense, you know, he would have to make a big jump on the offensive end for you to feel like, okay, he's a center that could play thirty five minutes for you, you know, in in the ACC. Um, And that's not a knock against him. He does bring some good things to the table, but I don't think you feel comfortable with him being, you know, the the one center that's going to hold down the fort for 35 minutes. Right, and Syracuse tends to redshirt centers also. Right. I think a lot of of places do that, you know. Um, So, yeah, whether... Whether Jesse is planning to come back or not, it, listen, it's a smart signing to to beef up that position. They you know they need some depth there because Jesse's not going to be here forever. Um, in terms of this being the first commitment, I know a lot has been made about they've got nothing in this class. I think that's on purpose, they, I they I, don't have
1: scholarships really. Right?
0: right, and I mean you look at you bring in as many freshmen as they brought in and. It, it's it's twofold, right? You said you, you know you hope that these freshmen become sophomores and stay in this program, and then your your scholarships are limited. You don't know who's coming back yet, um, but also guys want to play. And when guys are being recruited and they see how many bodies are ahead of them potentially in the pecking order, they might be a little more hesitant to come here. And especially in this day and age with the transfer portal, if somebody unexpectedly leaves, and there I'm sure there will be. We've seen that uh, the last few years. Uh, you you could go into the, into the portal your, yourself. the The door swings both ways in the portal. You know the the portal taketh and you know the portal giveth.
1: Whew. you know,
0: that means someone's leaving, right? I mean, wouldn't you expect a couple? Probably a couple. Someones are going to be leaving, mm-hmm. don't you think?
1: Yeah, but well, it hasn't been decided yet. No, I know, but I know. I think that means they're
0: expecting. A scholarship to be over. Well, yeah. I, I again, and I think you could probably guess, we, you know, which guys. It you know, nothing set in stone yet, yeah. but maybe one of them is set in stone. I, with
1: many Smilliams.
0: <laughs> I mean, I would be very surprised if he was back. Um, just my personal opinion, and and based on what we've seen, how this year has played out. Yeah. Um, also,
1: four centers on the roster if Jesse comes back. Or if they get someone out of the portal, that's a lot. Do you think maybe they see Kerry more as a post guy from like not as a post guy as a center, but as in from Boston College where he's he floats a little. Yeah, and I he mean, can he, knock down jump shots. He, he, he
0: could he- be. Um, I think you. I think you hope that he's that a floating a floater yeah potentially i don't know i mean we maybe? we haven't seen enough of him to know if if he's a guy that can truly make an impact at this level i i don't know i i'm a, a little bit hesitant to say he's going to be an impact guy but maybe he will be i hope he is well yeah
1: you, you don't put a guy on your
0: roster if you don't think he is right uh i mean you get wrong sometimes yeah, yeah you're wrong sometimes i i think there's there, I mean, we, we've certainly seen some projects, get a, and generally it's big guys, right, yeah. that come in here as, as projects, and you hope you can develop them. Um, I don't think the plan was ever for Peter Carey to come here and make an impact immediately. I think it was, let's see if he can develop into a really good player. Yeah.
1: And it'll be interesting to see. You may have a very veteran team next year, or we may be. Right back to everybody's favorite thing, young team next year. Right? You could have a sophomore point guard, a 10th year shooting guard, a 10th year center, (laughs) sophomore forwards. Or you could have a new guy in the system at the point guard, a new guy in the system at the
0: I, I think you can envision the center. you can envision a situation where all five starters come back, and I think you can also envision a situation where you, you say two, yeah, two come back. May who who would the two be?
1: Malik and Chris Bell. I don't oh, think you're going to yeah. lose the two. starters. I was going to say
0: you can make a case that one comes back, and and I was thinking Malik. I, I think I mean listen, I'm not saying Chris Bell is going to leave. I, I but I'm I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past like in this day and age, I, I wouldn't say it's it's not going to happen. So I, I think it's possible they could have all five back. I think it's possible they could have one back, and I think most most likely it's going to be somewhere in the middle. I don't. You're starting at Syracuse.
1: That's how I look at it. I mean, we agree, saw really look we at saw at a a different... Quincy
0: leave. Yeah, <laughs> we saw, and I know that you know the the name that we can't say on the show. I know that he wasn't a starter. But he was going to play a lot of minutes, but the Quincy one, I mean. We, we we thought he was deciding between whether he was going to go pro or stay put. And he decided to go to another place, and it has not worked out. Um, and we could say that at the time. He was starting at Syracuse. They're going to have a. I hope the GM is uh, ready because they're going to have a busy
1: offseason. They've got a lot of free agents. Everybody does. I mean, that, it's just that. That's just, the way it is now. Yeah, I know, but I just feel like Syracuse can't afford to lose the offseason, Steve, as you would say. Like
0: they've got to keep this core together. Now, if if you were going to, I'm hesitant I even say this, but I think it's an interesting topic. Like if you had to rank them in terms of most important, Judah. To, Mintz. To, it's Judah first, right? Judah Mintz, but, Joe it, you're, So you're putting Judah above Jesse. Joe or, Gerard and or Joe.
1: Yeah, I feel like you can get a center out of the uh, out of the
0: portal. Uh, portal. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to agree with you. I th- I do think Judah is the most important piece to the puzzle. I would say Joe is number two. That They may be
1: the best backcourt in the ACC. If you get that back, come on now. Fan base will go bonkers. A portion of the fan base would hate that if Joe Girard came back, but I feel like he's going to make more money at Syracuse. That he will. And, and,
0: and again, for those people, um, dumb. You if didn't they, say it, it will. Silly. It, okay, sure. Either or. I, I was going to say, if they're being honest, this team is better with Joe on it than, than, than not. It just. Right? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, the ACC opponents are not going to be happy if Judah and Joe are back. I can tell you that. Yeah. And then if you got Malik and Chris Bell. That's Taylor, what I'm saying. Like Taylor if you're coming off the bench, if you
0: get if you get the five starters back, or even say for the sake of argument, let's say both Chris Bell and Benny Williams leave, and Justin Taylor sticks around, I think you'd feel really good about that starting lineup, right? Yeah. And I and I I hope Chris Bell stays. I I don't know if he will or not. You hope he he works his he's way. He's gonna through
1: make. It. He's gonna not
0: transfer up. That's for sure. I mean, we thought the same thing about a, a couple of uh, Syracuse defensive backs and then they proved us wrong. Well, he is not them, okay. if that makes sense. Okay. yeah, I tend to agree with you. He's, he's, he's in a good spot. He's, he's got to learn to rebound a little bit, and he's got to make some shots. yeah because he knows that. opposing coaches see that. See what? him
1: play. Oh. you know if he's in the transfer portal, you know, nobody wants a guy that doesn't rebound. Right, I got a question for you too. This has we're are we late? Do we have no, we're a, okay. uh, You can ask the question. If Judah leaves, that's not good. You're gonna have to get a guard out of the portal. You know, and I know everybody's got the hypothetical situation in their brain of what would happen. You know, from South Bend, Indiana. Yeah, local kid. Yeah. coming back. It'd be a nice fix. But yeah, but you can't guarantee that. No, I know it changes the tra- trajectory of next year if you lose your if you lose Judah.
0: Yes, uh, but there are potential solutions, and I think you you touched on one of them. And you know, I don't think um, I don't think you would be hurt all that much if you swapped one for the other. I do. You think Judah's that much better? Yeah. Okay, I mean he's, he's very good, and i i would I would prefer to have Judah, but i i think I think the the young man from Notre Dame is pretty good as well. It, the argument
1: could be made that the young man from Notre Dame was on a better team at the beginning of the year. And yeah, that's doing true. Much worse.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Thank you. You don't. You're very agreeable today. I like it. Well, you're saying things that make sense. I'm very smart. When you when you say things that make sense, I agree with you. Like the women's lacrosse team at number two is that, make, that makes that makes sense.
0: Very few teams that are better than them. that. That makes a lot of sense. All right. Well, here's a timeout here. If you want to check in, give us a call 315-437-7644. Who's the yeah? The, let's let people play GM. Yeah, this was. Good, I was just going to say, who is the most important piece to the puzzle? Right. In, in your opinion, I, I you and I are on the same page with this. I, I mean, there are a lot of I, I think you know. Joe, Judah, and Jesse are all viable options. I, I do tend to agree with you. I think it's Judah. Um, but give us a call if you want to check in. 315-437-7644. We've got Rick Beardsley, 1230. Alan Griffin, 1245. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 at 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs>
1: Oh, that bass line Welcome back to Orange Nation It's Paulie, Sebelia Stephen funny with you Our artist of the day, the Talking Heads We were discussing in the break that Psycho Killer starts off a lot like the theme song To Fraggle Rock It really does, that's a it's a great analogy Thanks I can't seem to face up to the fire. It's one of the Talking Heads' I'm birthdays today so and Not the girl realize. or David I Byrne to so someone else bed.
0: All right, Jordan's here. Kickoff off our, our very two. own psycho. Jordan, what do you have for us today?
2: Uh, filler palooza. Let's go a little bit of buyer. or sell. I I need to make some imaging for filler palooza, but it's buy be or ridiculous. sell,
1: this or that, freak out, all the same segment.
2: This or no, this or that was different because you got to choose what you talk about. That was innovation. Um, what is not innovation? is what one Duke fan did last night at the Duke-Louisville game. Remember Kamari Lands? He was going to come to Syracuse. Then he didn't. He wouldn't have gotten this treatment in Syracuse. So at last night's game, a fan in the stands, a Duke fan, was holding up a sign with what seemed like some harmless messages on it until you look at it. It was screenshots from a Tinder account. A Duke fan, a male Duke fan, made a Tinder account as a female and pretended... To be interested in Kamari lands, took all the screenshots, plopped them on a sign. There was stuff like, You messing around, are you gonna come over right now? Like, I know you fi, which means like fire, which means attractive. Do we buy or sell going this far to get in a kid's head? That's weird behavior. That is, uh, that's what
0: the kids called catfishing, right? (laughs) Yes. It is. Catfish parm?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let Let me ask you a quick question about this. Cause I uh, I'm single, Steve. <laughs> I I've tried the online dating. I've never met anybody off of online dating because of that very. It's like I don't know if this this person's. Out. You're suspicious of everyone. Yes, I don't trust anybody. That's a good way to be. I'd rather just die alone than
0: get catfished. I do know people people who who it's worked for. So I I don't know. I mean, obviously it didn't work for Lance, Lands. You're
1: up to something. That's like that's how I always feel when someone like. T- talks to me online. You're you're up to something.
2: Well, this is where Kamari should have known. You be on Snap or iMessage? No, I have an Android. It's like you can have Snapchat on an Android. What 20-year-old doesn't have Snapchat? That's where he should have known. That's where he should have known.
1: That's a weird flex.
2: Yeah, like I catfished a guy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I pretended I was a woman and got a guy to talk dirty to me.
2: I publicly admitted to impersonating another person person yikes at a basketball game. Like, is that a crime? Could he get in trouble? Seriously, you're no, impersonating I, somebody. I don't know.
1: Like, it's a weird, it's a weird thing.
2: Okay. Let's get into something else I find weird. Uh, this is less of a buy or sell, but it's a question.
1: I shouldn't have said I do the online duty because now someone in our someone, a listener is going to catfish me. Now I gotta delete all my accounts. No, you're suspicious anyway, so you don't, <laughs> don't have to worry about it. I'm going to get catfished by like Pat,
2: so William Patterson, Pat the new, oh no, uh, new commit for Syracuse, the seven-two center. Um, you know how it is. Mike McAllister posts the tweet, and then everybody has their opinions. Uh, not going to name names. Go on Twitter and find it out. But a local media member tweeted a comment with a trash emoji, and then got into a back and forth with William Patterson. What I want to know: How far as a member of the media? can you go with negative criticism of somebody, and how does that change when it's a recruit? So you say... And that's not really criticism, I guess. That's just kind of trolling. You say member of the media.
0: Would you care to clarify?
2: Uh, Student media. Okay, all right, fair enough. That Um, isn't a member of the media yet. Yeah, right. Uh, We're trying to be vague, but I feel you.
0: No, I know. I I think that's important to point out, though, because... Yeah, that's... um to me that that's that's crossing a line right um and, and i think i think he'll i think he'll learn from it and hopefully he learns from this experience and and uh and grows from it but um yeah i mean a, a true member of the media a true journalist is not sharing his opinion uh and now this is this is obviously a different format here we're on sports talk radio what
2: are you trying to say about me Steve? no i just
1: it's uh yeah but neither one of us are going to put a like say some like a recruit is trash.
0: Yeah, I think
2: that I'd say you're trash, yeah. not not a recruit.
0: You, you leave that up to the fans. That's not that's not the job of a of a reporter.
2: Is the general rule like leave it to what you see on the court? Like how 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 would you say something better? Is there a way to fix that or is it just keep it in until you see? How him do on you the court? fix that? Like is there a better way to say that? Can. Somebody hypothetically be like, "I don't think he's going to be very good." There or you, you just go. Save it until he's on the court, you, you, no, you can you can you can be critical. You can be critical, you, critical you,
0: without getting you, personal yeah. or, or being mean or like that's that's just crossing the line. We'll see right? how this
1: pans out. And yeah. Don't think this, you know, can't Syracuse maybe get a higher recruit, something of that nature. But no emojis. Tra- calling someone trash
0: is pretty insulting. Yeah, I would agree with Paulie. Unacceptable, and hopefully he learns from it.
2: Uh, before we got some ACC quick fire coming, so, but- someone in
1: the chat has a great point. Jim Beheim got crushed for saying a member of the student media had a bad attitude, and now a student media member is tweeting trash cans at recruits. Like, come on! Everybody needs to grow up a little bit.
2: The was trying to help. Thank you. Uh, Before we get some ACC rapid fire, I do have a question. Uh, Reports are coming out today that Derek Carr's free agency decision will take a while. That's what his brother's saying, and we know Aaron Rodgers might take a little bit. He might still be in that darkness, isolation, chamber, whatever he's doing. I want one of those. Um, Which of those two quarterbacks would you most want on your team, Aaron Rodgers or
1: Derek Carr for one year and I got one chance to win the Super Bowl, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. If I'm building for a couple of years, I take Carr.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm agreeing with Paulie a lot today. This is scary, but yes, he's, he's right in saying that. You, um,
1: you know why the Car thing is going to take a while? Because I think that means he wants to be in New York and he wants to give the Jets an opportunity to talk to Rodgers, right? Could be. But if I'm the Jets, Lamar Jackson's my... Who I'm looking for.
2: So we talked about this a little bit earlier. I didn't include Lamar Jackson because I feel like if you pick either of those two over Lamar Jackson, I question your knowledge of football. Whether or not you think Lamar Jackson can throw a football as well as the other two, that's fine. He's undoubtedly going to contribute the most to your team, in my opinion. You know,
1: because, yeah. yeah, car is what you would, what emoji would you use if you were comparing him to Lamar Jackson? Would you go trash can? No.
2: Oh, that's mean. Okay.
1: I would take, uh, I would take Lamar Jackson.
2: Lamar Jackson would be like the fire emoji. I think Rogers would is, be like the question mark with the exclamation. Is there a meh
1: emoji for Derek Carr? Hm.
2: There's the one with like the two eyes and your mouth is a straight line. Like, that's kind of yeah. Kinda that's it. what I would use. Okay. Don't
1: ever use a trash can emoji to describe somebody. <laughs> that- that's a life lesson.
2: I'm gonna start tweeting trash can emojis at you. Okay. Now emojis before- are
1: stupid, Paulie. Can I just say that? Holy.
0: They really are. They they just released a, a, a bunch of other ones. I don't know if you saw <laughs> We're that. not
1: ancient Egyptians. We can speak to each other. <laughs> We're not making a hieroglyph. Like they're gonna find our phones in ten million years, and they're gonna think that's how we talk to each other. These are the new ones. There's a moose. I don't know why you would need that. <laughs> Who in
2: the world oh, was like, we need a moose emoji? There's a
1: pea pod. Like, if you and I agree on something, I could send you the pea pod. or' like, hey, 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 we're a couple of peas in the pod, bro. I like that one. You sound excited now. Maracas. What? Maracas. Why? I don't know. You're shaking. I like the way you're shaking. There's a, a duck, a, a <laughs> jellyfish.
2: <laughs> this is ridiculous. There's
1: like a Star Wars force like emoji. Like, the ro- the... The rebellion emoji.
2: Now I kind of wish we changed this ACC rapid fire to an emoji. Like pick an emoji to describe each team.
1: There's a crow and an angel wing.
2: Okay, Steve, let The let's- angel
1: wing, a girl will walk up to it, take a picture in front of.
2: Let's let's just do this. Do this ourselves. Uh, we're gonna go. Which of these teams do you see making the NCAA tournament? I think uh, Virginia, Miami, Pittsburgh, definitely, and I think Clemson's pretty. Close, but like their net ranking hasn't necessarily it's, been. Are the Dukeys in? I don't know. That's yeah, for Duke, you guys to, I mean, Duke
0: is definitely in. Duke, definitely? D- Duke's net is 29. Yes. But Duke that, is definitely in. But
1: if you're going by just the mean,
2: net, you're probably right. They're yes. also
0: Duke. Duke is in.
2: You have Duke definitely in. What about NC State, who Duke, is, Duke has is, a better record than Duke?
0: Duke has the second best net of anybody in the ACC. Duke's ahead of Miami. Miami, Duke, and Virginia are
2: definitely in. Um, about, same record. The top four teams are getting in in conference. Better overall record, but then they lost to Syracuse, who Duke beat by 22. So now everybody has to say that NC State stinks. Of course,
0: I mean NC State's uh, net has risen as well, and and they're up to 36. They've got no bad losses. Uh, I think NC State's probably in. I I think Pittsburgh is interesting because again, from a resume perspective, they've got two bad losses on there. They've got a quad four and a quad three loss on their resume and they're down to 50th in the net. So, I as much as I think like if the tournament started if, if the tournament st- let me finish, if the tournament started wow. today, they're in. But I I think that like they have more work to do. I don't think they can just rest on their laurels here and and if they, you know, they've got Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Notre Dame, Miami to close things out. It would be wise for them to win a couple of those. I guess is my point. I think they, it's <laughs> they they're going well, to get for well, when teams you say then, right? you say what are they are they in? like right now they're in but does but that mean blow does that mean that they can stop winning games no i think like virginia you know even if they stumble down the stretch and don't play well virginia's in i think duke's going to be in i think miami's going to be in i think pittsburgh has has you know they it would be uh, wise of them to keep winning. games.
2: I'll put it this way: I'm proposing a new rule to the tournament committee. If a team enters the NCAA tournament on a five-game losing streak, I don't. I think they should be automatically disqualified. Right. So- I, but I'm not. I'm not even
0: saying that though. I'm and it, I'm not even saying they're going to lose the rest. But even if they go like two and three down the stretch, they might be sweating it out a little bit. I mean, they're they're already fiftieth in the net. I think Clemson. Clemson's got to get its act together. Um, Carolina's got to get its act together. That act is sailed.
1: Yeah, whatever I meant. That act is over. And before we leave, there's a ship is sailed.
2: Where does Wake Forest stand for you? They're 17 and 10, only nine and seven in conference. Not looking too good after they looked like one of the conference's best teams early in the season. Any chance for them? They, they, yeah, but
1: they're going to run into the same issue they had last year. They're going to look good, and their schedule
0: stinks. Wake's got one quad one win, and they've got two quad three losses. Would you use, let's say, if you were comparing
1: the ACC's total team resumes to other conferences, would you say you would use the trash can emoji?
0: I think I made it
2: clear I'm not using the trash can emoji. Are you asking, I mean, No, I'm like asking, is this an appropriate time? I don't time? know. I mean, don't say that to Jeff Capel, Pitt's head coach. I don't know. On the conference call yesterday. I'm not saying he's well, a
1: trash can. His team well, is. Well,
2: no, no. But what I'm saying is yesterday he said that he blames this whole – because the ACC, everybody's saying they're having a down year. Blame it right? on We're the media. About the trash can emoji. What he said is you look at the bin- Big Ten Network, if an underdog wins a game, they pump them up. You go to the ACC network, Jeff Capel says that, oh, it's a bad – bad conference so I think the coaches would... it,
1: it's not been good so you it's think hard. that's
2: kind of some it's, hogwash
1: yeah it's like uh, the old saying lipstick on a pig you can't you can't make the ACC look good they got four good teams and I think Duke is one of them are you put is Pittsburgh one of them yes
0: Pittsburgh's a good okay Virginia Miami and, and Duke yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with those three I I think Pitt is good I just I, I want to see them kind of close out the year strong, make sure that they're good. Because we we thought Wake and Clemson were good. Some of us thought they were better than others. Um but they they've both fallen off. And um, and I'm I'm not 100% sure the same thing's not going to happen to Pitt. Like I, I think there's I think there's a chance Pitt stumbles down the stretch.
2: For a skedaddle, you think Miami's a good team? Virginia Tech 2.0 point favorite tonight against Miami. Look out. Start casting, people. Get those reels ready. Put the bait on. Fishy line. Start
1: casting. Fishy line. All right. You think Pitt's going to stumble down the stretch? I I think it's possible. They've got Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Notre Dame. Georgia Tech will pull out a random win every now and again. Where are they going to stumble? There.
0: We just lost Clemson. We just saw Clemson lose to Louisville. Is two and four stumbling? Yeah. Two and four down the stretch. That's five hundred. Two and four. Or Two, two of two and two. Oh, two and two. Well, they just, but they just lost Georgia to Virginia Tech. they so.
2: Miami this year. they beaten Virginia Tech. Like, they can sneak up on you and play spoiler.
0: Let, let's see how it closes out. But they just lost to Virginia Tech. They end at Miami. So if they lose those two games and then they lose one of a game that we're not expecting, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, and Notre Dame, that's two and three they're, down the stretch. That's stumbling. So yeah. They're I, still in. Okay. I'm not saying they're not. Yeah. I I, th- I think they are right now. I just, I, I wonder if. You know, let's say so they have they have four games left. They just lost to Virginia Tech. Let's say they lose their first game in the ACC tournament. Let's say they end three and three. Are you know.
1: saying there's a way that the ACC could only get three teams into the tournament, Steve? Do You see that as a possibility? Um,
0: no, I, I think I think a fourth will get in. I'm just not sure it's going to be them. Maybe it's NC State. You know, maybe would, Clemson gets attacked. Would together. a top four team
1: in the ACC not make? It I don't over. think so. See, so that, this is where I'm struggling to see. Struggling to see what? How it's possible that Pitt's not
0: in.
2: Well, then also what happens if a random team, like Virginia Well, they have four games
0: left. They're they're a game and a half clear of NC State, who's in fifth. And Duke, for that matter, who's in fifth.
2: If the ACC tournament winner is out of the top four.
0: Pittsburgh could drop to sixth in the conference if they don't finish strong. What's that?
2: If an ACC tournament winner is outside of the top four, do you think they knock that fourth team out?
0: Well, you're saying Duke, for instance. We we think Duke is in, but Duke is not a top four seed right now.
2: If the
1: ACC ended today, it would be Virginia, Miami, Pittsburgh, Clemson. Right. Are you say? Would you say that Clemson would be out and Duke would be in? Yes. You so the number four. If everything ends the way it is now, but you're saying it, I mean the number that isn't everything. Team?
2: But Duke's not, as Steve mentioned. I know, earlier. but it's, the it's fourth it's best better.
1: team is going to in the ACC is. But but not again, the, be in?
0: part of it is they they haven't played their entire schedule yet, and so there, there's a reason for that. Like let's once the schedules are a little more balanced, let's oh. see where things fall.
1: Okay, so we wait to see. No, but that the was my point that Clemson how...
0: all along is that they hadn't played anybody, and then they started playing people, and they lost. They lost to Miami. They lost to North Carolina. They lost. To, they just lost to Louisville.
2: So Zoinks I, by ten. Right, <laughs> I know. Wasn't close.
0: So uh, y- yes, my I don't I don't I don't think Clemson. I is think the four is a top four. The team. four teams that get a buy will be in the tournament. Or the the double buy. Sorry, and I don't. I don't know as if that's definitely the case. Wake Forest was fifth in the ACC last year and didn't make it. Right. And I, and what I'm saying is, it, it, to to take your phrase, if the season ended today, Duke is right now tied for fifth with NC State. I think both NC State and Duke probably have a better case than Clemson does to make it. Clemson hasn't really beaten anybody.
2: I think he just doesn't like teams that wear orange.
0: Now I gotta
1: find uh, I gotta find a I gotta get a, a stat person to look up as a top a team that ever got a double bye and the ACC not made the tournament.
0: I would say that that there's no there's no had. way that's happened, yeah. right? Yeah, I would say you know because the double buy has only been a thing for the last decade, and you know since Syracuse has been in the conference, like we we see you know more than five teams making the the tournament on a regular basis, and it didn't happen last year, as you said, Wake Forest got left out. I I I don't, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head. My guess is there's no way that's happened. Filler Palooza was a
1: giant success.
0: All right, Are it we filled
1: uh, and yeah
0: are we going to take a break here, bring on Aaron, or are we going to do a short segment next? Short segment. Okay. All right.
1: And it, that uh, filler palooza was brought to you by the Wildcat Pizza Pub.
0: All right. Short segment. Then we'll get to Aaron Solomon, and then we'll kick out Jordan. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.